I'm a pretty good shot when it comes to, uh, you know, shooters. I'm a pretty good shot, but it doesn't come naturally. In fact, it uh, it goes away quickly. You can be a good shot if you're shooting all the time. Take a year off and you're not the same. Um, and now to, you know, go to the range and spend all that money uh, for target practice is it's just it's crippling. It's crippling. Way to do it is with Mantis X. Now, you can still go to the range, and it will sync with your phone or your iPad. And as you pull the trigger, it tells you exactly what you're doing wrong with the gun, where you're actually firing. Now, you can do it with actual rounds or dry fire practice. And I've been doing it with dry fire practice. Um, And I could not believe how good I was when I went up to the ranch this this summer and shot off a few rounds. I, I, I mean, it was astonishing to me. And it's all because of Mantis X. Please, it'll save you a buttload of money. It'll keep your skills up. And uh, it's used by the Marines and the uh, and the rest of the military now for shooting practices. It's like having a drill instructor standing right next to you telling you exactly what to do. It's MantisX.com. MantisX.com. disasters happening again we have still recovery in maui and now the hurricane in florida what a difference a government makes what a difference a governor makes what a difference a freedom kind of capitalist makes compared to a socialist progressive look at the difference between florida and hawaii and how the state has responded we're going to show you that and we're gonna we're gonna talk to uh, the guy who if you saw the movie um oh shoot what was it called um jesus revolution thank you uh, we have the guy greg Laurie, who was the the kid in that movie his church is in maui and he's going to give us a report on what's happening there coming up in just a second stand by first let me tell you about relief factor i have a hunch that even if you're one of those people who live with frequent pain or even constant pain you've probably rejected a few things out of hand the way i did with relief factor i did for a long long time necessity must be the mother of invention surely it is but we're hard-headed and sometimes we need we need uh, a good woman to yell at us and say just take this And so I did. And Relief Factor changed my life. Relief Factor exists to give you your life back that you love. So if you've been living with pain in your life and you're ready to try something, something different to get rid of it, please give Relief Factor a shot. They're offering the three-week quick start. Try it for three weeks. Millions of people have tried the the quick start. And about 70% of them go on now to order more month after month. That's a pretty good percentage. That means 70% of us get our lives back or find relief. 
relieffactor.com relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief relieffactor.com feel the difference okay let me play can i start with the audio uh from last night of governor desantis on television talking about what's happening in florida listen to this well this thing's going to hit us on wednesday morning it's going to be a major hurricane uh people need to heed the instructions from their local officials uh you still have time uh this morning and early afternoon to be able to make the preparations that you need to you are going to start seeing on the gulf coast of florida some of the effects of this as we get into tuesday night uh the state uh we have tens of thousands of utility workers uh, staged ready to go in for rapid power restoration. Uh, We also have urban search and rescue teams staged, ready to go if there needs to be uh, rescue operations. uh, We will lead the effort on that. Uh, And then, of course, we have other types of supplies uh, as people need. So so we're ready to go on this. Uh, This is a storm that's hitting a part of the state that hasn't had a major hurricane on the current track uh, in a long time. And so there's a lot of woods, a lot of forests, I think you're going to see a lot of debris as a result of this storm. And that means we have our guys ready to clear the roads. It's amazing. This, they are taking action prior to, you you remember a year before to the day, the year before um, Katrina, I was on the air and I told you the most dangerous city in America was New Orleans. Because the levees have been used as a political fundraiser forever, and then they never fix the levees. And I said, it is the most dangerous. If it is hit straight on, it will cause chaos unlike anything we've ever seen. Twelve months later, to the day, it was happening. It, doesn't, it didn't take a, a profit to see it. It only takes somebody who's looking at what is not being done by the government. And the same thing with Maui. You know, the what we've learned from Maui, A, about the government, we'll get into later. But what we've learned is the people can take care of themselves. The, the people are taking care of themselves. The community is coming together. Everyone I talk to that has been to Maui or is in Maui has said the same thing. This is a tight knit community that is really helping each other. You can't expect a government who is several time zones away to be your first responder. For, for one reason, they suck. They always suck. Okay. You need people closest to the ground. That's why we don't give to big national charities Unless we, we know they are the first on the ground and they have a long track record of being the first in and the last out. When you give your dollars to Mercury One, you're not really giving them to Mercury One. We are just finding the place where those dollars will get the most bang for the buck because we don't take anything off the top. And so the first places we go are local churches. Uh, you know, the uh, the local churches, the local clubs, the local emergency people that have dealt with these things over and over again. And the churches are usually one of the best places. 
Well, Greg Laurie, he's the guy who was in the uh, movie Jesus Revolution, or he wasn't actually, and it was about him and that whole revolution. He has a uh, he has a church there on Maui in this community. It's uh, it's an amazing story, and they were the the first people out to be able to to help. And we wanted to get the story from him on what's going on. Uh, welcome, Greg. Good to be with you. Thanks so much for inviting me to be on your show. I was actually just in Maui yesterday. And uh, we, we've had a church there, as you mentioned, for 41 years now. A friend of, my, of mine started it. He's a pro surfer. He started this church. And he wanted to retire and asked if we'd bring it into our church family that's called Harvest. And so now it's been a part of our churches for seven years. And, you know, it's usually a very happy thing to go over there, a very close congregation of around a thousand people. And man, when I spoke to them last Sunday, it's like they were all collectively traumatized still, but yet still filled with hope. And, and that is, I think, one of the most important things right now is to bring yes help and thanks to you and Mercury One uh, and others that have helped us. We've been able to bring tangible help to people, helping them get clothing, food. We've helped 100 families in tangible ways financially to survive this thing. But I think the thing that we have to offer that's more important than anything is hope. You know, it's been said that man can live 40 days without food, three days without water, about eight minutes without air, but not one second without hope. And there's a lot of people on this island that have lost hope. Uh, I was talking with J.P. Decker, who works with uh, you at Mercury One, and he brought to my attention the fact that there have been a number of suicides since this has happened among those who have lost their home, their livelihood, and apparently their hope. And so we're really working on that. I, I, you know, from everything I read, the people who were in the water that watched people burn to death and watched people, you know, eventually give up and drown all around them. Uh, the, you know, the the one woman who finally, after two days of looking for her son, she was turned around, turned around by the police and everybody else. And they said, no, we've already cleared all the houses. She went back to what was left of her house and her son's bedroom was still fairly intact. And he was uh, he had not been incinerated and he was sitting on what was his bed holding his dog. Once you see these Uh kinds of things uh, up close Uh and personal and one after another after another, uh, I mean, what are you guys dealing with over there? psychologically you're dealing with trauma you know i know people i think misuse the concept of ptsd but i think you're really seeing this on a widespread scale because these people have experienced major trauma in stories like that one you just shared that's so unbelievable and they were told to not go to their home mm-hmm. and uh, and they were and they were told to to not leave and they were turned back again. And many of those people were incinerated because of that. And for the ones that just broke the law effectively and, and disobeyed what they were told, they, they lived. And so this, without question, has been horribly mismanaged on so many levels. 
And but that's we stepped in immediately because we're there on the ground. Right. And, and, and in every way possible, I mean, giving people, you know, a man who lost his livelihood, gave him fishing poles so he can go out and fish again. Uh, we have one couple in the church, they own a round table pizza, and uh, they just made all of their pizza free uh, for anybody that wants it. And so we got in this truck and we're driving around just giving pizzas to police officers, to people anywhere. But I'll tell you what, Glenn, people love pizza. I saw the power of pizza. I mean, it's, it's a little thing, but but we give it to him in the name of Jesus Christ. Here's a pizza. Thank you. You know, little things matter. But I think, you know, there's something called the ministry of presence where you're just there and you listen to people and you care about people. And, and that goes a long way because, you know, when you're dealing with trauma, you've got to talk about it. You've got to process it. And of course, we pray with them. And we point them toward Christ, and because He is the one who's ultimately going to give us the hope we need. You have preschool now. You're hold, you're allowing the uh, church facilities to be used for teachers and parent groups, and you know educational support. And then the preschool is is childcare for families. Uh, I mean, you, this is turning into kind of a full time uh, thing. How long can the church do that? We'll do it as long as it needs to be done. And we're working with other organizations, Mercury One, Samaritan's Purse, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Yeah, right. We're also we're also helping people just with the practical things like uh, filling out their insurance forms and making their claims because a lot of these people don't know how to do it. Uh, they didn't have internet for quite a while. We brought in some of those Starlink yeah. systems so people could just, there was like literally there was no communication on this island. Uh, you people couldn't text each other. They couldn't call each other. They, they couldn't communicate at all. And this fire, as you know, just incinerated everything in its path. I, when I got there, we, we got down on what is called Front Street. And uh, that's kind of the main destination of Lahaina. People come from around the world to visit. It's a tourist attraction, beautiful street. Back to my social media, I posted a drone shot that we had done two weeks before this fire, because I was there doing a program with CBN uh, featuring our church in happier days. And I put this drone shot of what Front Street looked like in its heyday and its glory right next to a shot of the same places that we just took uh, on that same street. And it looks like a war zone. Hmm. It's just, it's, it's incomprehensible because I pretty much know every square inch of that street. And, you know, think of, all those buildings, your favorite stores and restaurants, but even more, obviously, the loss of life. I mean, you're walking through effectively a graveyard, and, and it's, it's very sobering. It's very sad. And, but at the same time, I, I see, you know, the Bible talks about beauty coming out of ashes, and I see that happening there. You know, here's the amazing thing is downtown in Lahaina, there's this tree. It's a banyan tree. And it was actually planted, interestingly, uh, dedicated to the first missionary that came to Lahaina. And this tree somehow survived. And to me, it's a picture of resilience and, and about how if a person is rooted in a relationship with God, they can survive anything. And I think that tree has, in many ways, become a symbol for the people on the island. They're going to come back again. They're going to rebuild again. 
but the loss of life. Those people can never be replaced. Greg Laurie, um, he is the real life guy that you might have seen in the um, uh, Jesus Revolution. That was his story. Uh, and he is a senior pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship. Uh, one of their uh, one of their branches is right there in Lahaina in uh, Maui. And he has been on the scene. The church has been working. And thank you, Greg, for being such a good steward of the money that Mercury One has given the church to be able to to help all these people. Thank you. Uh, we we like to give it to people who understand sacred money. Well, Clint, thank you so much. And for all the folks that invested, we really appreciate it. And God bless you all. Thank you very much. Uh, so you so you know, um, the several of the charities that he mentioned, um, Billy Graham and, and Samaritan's Purse, um, we helped them uh, get the first, I think it was a C-130, um, off the ground right away when this was happening. That was also um, your money. And... We appreciate it. If you'd like to help and then help those who are now in Florida as well, I, government is not the thing. It is the local people that always fix the problems. Uh, so why send your money to an inefficient where they're using maybe 40 cents on every dollar? Uh, the rest in is, is in overhead. 100% of the money goes directly to Whatever it is we're trying to serve uh, in disaster relief, give to local charities and local people. And if you don't know who to give there, you can go to Mercury One and we will find those people for you. MercuryOne.org. Tonight, we have a special on Wednesday night, our Wednesday night special. It is the tragedy in Maui, how left-wing government has failed Hawaiians. There's a lot of questions out. And it wasn't global warming. It was the government. Incompetence, fear of them, their own government, uh, and, uh, and not paying attention to all of the warnings. Tragedy in Maui, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on blazetv.com, and then 9.30 tonight, youtube.com slash glenbeck. All cars break down eventually, and it's usually a day or two after the warranty expires. At least that's what it always feels like. And with all the little computer chips, you got about a thousand of them in new cars now. A thousand. A repair can set you back uh, quite a bit, quite a bit, sometimes thousands of dollars. Are you prepared for something like that? Because if not, you need CarShield. You need it. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as $100 a month. Flexible month-to-month coverage. Your choice of an ASE-certified mechanic, 24-7 coastside, uh, or coast-to-coast roadside assistance, and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get a no-long-term contract. CarShield administrators handle all the paperwork and all the, all the details. Um, most importantly... Considering the uh, whole inflation problem that we have right now, your price will never go up. No matter how many times uh, you, how many miles you put on your car, uh, no matter how many times you file a claim, your price doesn't go up. You've locked it in. Car Shield, 800 227 6100. 800 227 6100. Visit carshield.com slash back. Save 20% now. 10 seconds. Station ID.
Uh, at Blaze TV, we do something called Off the Record, uh, and it is just behind the paywall. So it's just people who are, you know, Blaze TV subscribers, and we give you access to all of our hosts. And today, I'm doing one. I think it's at 1 p.m. Is that Eastern time? 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, and we're going off the record. And you can, you know, give any question that you want, and nothing is out of bounds and I will do my best to answer any question. We can have a conversation about whatever you want. You steer the conversation. BlazeTV.com slash off the record. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe today. Just use the promo code off the record and uh, save. BlazeTV.com off the record. Sign up today. Join the conversation. Uh, just you and me. 1 p.m. Eastern time today those are really fun to do yeah they are because you're just hanging out and just bsing with the audience and yeah. they're coming back and forth it's it's a great time and uh, and they'll ask you all sorts of uncomfortable questions so it's great yeah yeah i know mm-hmm. uh i have something that you have not heard because no one has reported on it and we got wind of it and did our homework and found that it's not only true it's probably worse than we thought If you have confidence in our Pentagon, uh, first of all, you're the one. Uh, If you have, if you believe that our Pentagon is is still the same Pentagon, you are sorely mistaken. And I'm going to give you the story that you will not hear anywhere else, an exclusive story. I'm going to give it to you here after the bottom of the hour break. So stand by for that. It's... uh, it's it's shameful and a little bit terrifying, quite honestly. A little bit terrifying. Did you see Tucker Carlson's interview with Orban? I did not see it. I saw some of the coverage of it, though. I bet he goes to Putin next. Interesting. Yeah, bet he goes to Putin next. I bet he's going to interview Putin. Well, it seems uh, the coverage I've seen in the media is like, well, uh, this was a pro-Russian interview and... No, it's and, not. And they were Vladimir Putin is Tucker Carlson's Orban best friend. Orban does not like Putin. Really? No. That's what the that's what the coverage I saw said. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, he of course know that the media does this, but yeah. was there any indication of this? I, I, he just said uh, he wanted peace, right? He wanted to get this over with. Yeah, he's like, there's no way to win this. Mm. This is this will mean World War Three, and I think he's right. I think he's right. I'm definitely risking it. Yeah. There's no question he's, about that. I mean. He's pro-China, but he's not pro-Russia. Okay. He's not pro-Russia. Neither one is a good one no, to be it's pro. Not, but the Glenn Beck program. More on that coming up. Labor Day weekend is here. It's time for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy Blinds.com's biggest sale ever. Right now, you can get up to 50% off their huge list of top quality and totally customizable window coverings. Whether you know what you're doing, you want to pick them out and install them yourself, or you have no idea what you're doing at all, and you want them to do it for you, Blinds.com is where you need to go. Plus, you get unlimited window treatments installed by the professional at one low cost. They've got 25, uh, what is it, 25 million windows covered, so you can rest easy with Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. So beat the heat this summer, beat the cold this winter. By having some shades and some drapes or some shutters, whatever it is that you want for your house, 
Number one online retailer of custom window coverings with 40,000 five-star reviews and the biggest sale of the year. 50% off plus doorbusters at Blinds.com's Labor Day sale. Blinds.com. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You get off the record with Glenn. You have Blaze TV, all the hosts. Glenn TV Tonight, Stu Does America, all part of Blaze TV. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. So, Monday, an Iranian female singer uh, put out a music video expressing support for Iranian women and protesting against the hijab mandate and encouraged women to remove their hijab. Well, mm, no, not, not there. So she's in jail now. Just to remind you of how much we have in common with the Iranian uh, rulers. Not the people, but the rulers. A couple of days ago, NPR um, continued the assault on Senator Tommy Tuberville um, saying, I'm sorry, Tuberville, Tuberville, Mm -hmm. thank you, Mm -hmm. Uh, Tuberville, saying uh, his hold on military promotions are affecting 650 uh, officers by the end of the year. Now, I don't know about you, but I boohoo. Oh, no, they don't get their promotion. Why is he doing this? Well, he is saying, you got to change the policies, get away from all these woke policies, and one in particular, abortion. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has made three separate and desperate calls pleading with him to abandon his hold. And each time, the senator's response has been, change the policies and I'll release the hold. It's an impasse. And I, for one, say, good. And here's why. A confirmation is not a rubber stamp. And if the military is proceeding down a road that we don't find acceptable, it is the duty of our representatives in the Senate to do their jobs and right the ship. I'd like to see this from the Republicans in the House. Why, why did you approve the FBI building, the new FBI? Why, why would you do that? You, you have the control of the purse strings. Now, let me ask you, do you feel comfortable with what's coming out of the military lately? Between abortion, on-base drag queen shows, partisan identity politics, do you feel comfortable that your kids could join the military and still be a part of the greatest military machine of all time? Or do you think you're just putting them in a slaughterhouse? Should we just green light fundamental transformation of the most powerful military machine in the history of mankind? I don't think so. But I don't think people know how bad it has gotten. The head of the United States Strategic Command is General Anthony Cotton. This was brought to my attention um, a few days ago. And we did our homework. We couldn't believe that this was true, but it is. In 2020, the head of the Strategic Command, General Anthony Cotton, told the Air Force magazine that the United States is racist. Quote, 
I'm here as a lieutenant general of the United States Air Force, and when I see what happened to Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Rayshard Brooks, and the list goes on and on, that could be me. Now, a couple of years ago, Cotton said, quote, diversity and inclusion are the tools for national defense, and that diversity is a war-fighting imperative. I don't care what color or who the person is sleeping with when they're killing in the name of our country to save people and to save human rights. Diversity is a warfighting imperative? Really? You see, winning wars is no longer the goal. Worshiping at the altar of the Church of Woke has now replaced national defense. Now, a couple of weeks ago, the U.S. Strategic Command. Remember, this is General Cotton. The Strategic Command conducted their 2023 Deterrence Symposium, and General Cotton invited an interesting guest speaker, Dr. Syed Hossein Musavian. Easy for me to say. That was a roller coaster ride, but I think yeah. you got through it. Dr. Syed Hossein Musavian. Mm. Before kicking off his keynote speech, he thanked General Cotton for the invitation and then stated his goal as this. Today, I want to uh, talk about Iran-U.S. mutual threat perceptions and deterrence policies. It's historical perspective, but more an Iranian perspective. I'm afraid you may don't like it, but I think it's important to know the other side, the adversary thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he was going to deliver the Iranian point of view. Now, I don't remember inviting in, you know, the Russians to tell us their point of view. You could bring a former Russian in that says, this is the way they think. And this is why they behave this way. And here's how you need to position yourself strategically. But that's not what he's doing. He was giving the Iranian point of view from a guy who believes the Iranian point of view. Um, and I'm sure he does that quite often at his current post at Princeton University. Now, I find this you know, very interesting because he is very qualified to give the Iranian point of view towards the United States. He was born and raised in Iran. His family had ties to the religious revolutionary movement from 1990 to 1997. He was the government Iran's ambassador to Germany. He held this post as Iranian agents murdered four Iranian dissidents in Berlin at a restaurant. The Germans demanded that he be recalled back to Iran. He responded with a veiled threat. He said that if Europe treated Iran the way America and Israel did, they would be treated the same way by Iran. Now, I wonder what could that, what that could mean. What does that mean? Was that reference to Iran's attack on the Marine barracks in Beirut in 83? Or was that the murder of the Beirut CIA station chief, William Buckley? Or maybe it was the 1985 murder of the U.S. Navy diver when they hijacked TWA Flight 847. I'm not, I'm not sure what he was referring to, but that's the way Iran treats America. Is that the treatment he was talking about? This is the guy 
that General Cotton invited in to speak at the United Nations Strategic Command. Now, remember, General Cotton is also a guy who's not really in love with the United States as we are. So, Musavian also was Iran's senior negotiator because it's bad, but it's about to get worse. The senior negotiator for nuclear issues from 2003 to 2005. And he brought up the nuclear issue in his keynote, which he said, of course, was all our fault. The attendees had to listen to everything, according to him, being our fault. Iran was the victim. We were the bad guys. Never mind the fact that he never mentions, you know, obviously that Iran was stolen by a radical Shia 12er Islamist group, but he's fine with that. Never mentions that eradicating Israel remains their top priority. Oh, and death to America as well. But never mind that. Everything is America's fault. Now, is that true? I mean, really? I mean, is that is that true that they that we started their nuclear uh, their nuclear program? Because it doesn't mesh with my notes because I'm seeing that Iran's first official uh, hacking program began in 2002. He he said this. Um, he said that in 2010. Susnex, the uh, Susnex, the cyber attack that the United States did on the Iranian nuclear sites under the Obama administration convinced Iran to start up a cyber program. He said they never had one before. It was our fault that they were looking to build a missile. And then it's our fault that they're doing anything online because they had never heard or thought about any kind of hacking program. Now, our. Our side says, yeah, you you started in 2000 years, uh, 2002, eight eight years before we attacked you. The Iranian cyber army, an affiliate of IRGC, attacked Twitter in 2009. So does did he not know that? Did he not know that? Uh, He would also mention the assassination of the uh, former Iranian Revolutionary Guard commander Soleimani. Now, listen to this. (laughs) He bragged about his government's death threats after Soleimani's assassination. He said he had Trump's officials trembling with fear. More specifically, Trump's special envoy for Iran, Brian Hook. But not him personally. He said his threats made Brian's wife... So afraid that, quote, she couldn't sleep, she cried, and she trembled. This is what he's bragging about. Now, I expect this from Princeton. But why is he being invited by a United States general to speak at strategic command? We are opening the doors to the very enemies. We're doing it on our border, and apparently we're doing it at the Pentagon. I don't know what's happening with our military, but it's not good. And if Tuberville can hold the destruction of our armed forces off, I say march on, Senator. March on. 
The main difference between somebody who does something full-time and somebody who only does the same thing as a hobby is really effort and dedication. Lots and lots of effort. And it's especially true in the field of real estate. No doubt that part-time agents that you found, you know, a nice guy. I'm sure he is. I'm sure your cousin is really going to be a great real estate agent right now. But is that the person to sell your house? Is he going to get the best buying and selling options for you? He just hadn't been he hadn't put in the legwork yet or the countless hours necessary to be the best of the best. I started real estate agents I trust years ago with my brother because I want you to have the best service you can get. Go through the same hassle-free service that I've always wanted. If you're used to dealing with real estate agents, you know, some of them are good. Full-time ones are even better. But do those full-time people even know the best practices and use them? When you have one of these people working for you, what you have is a list uh, of, of experts, a whole team of experts at your fingertips. Real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. Go there, tell us where you're moving to and from. Could be across the street or across the country. And we'll find the best real estate agent at no cost to you. All you have to do is just let us know. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We try to get back to you within 15 minutes. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in today. Uh, the coast of Florida is they're expecting s- storm surge in some areas of up to 12 feet. Uh, can you imagine? I mean, I mean how do you I, I am? I'm just I, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest where, you know, the temperatures are moderate. We don't have massive snowstorms. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have tornadoes. It's not hot. We also the don't, don't have happiness. No, we have no happiness right. and a volcano once in a while. Yeah, but okay. other than that, mm-hmm. and I just, I mean, I just like here in in Dallas, the heat in the summer, and I would say it every summer. But you know, 108 is 108. You know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I don't care if it's if it's dry Arizona. It's a dry heat. No, 121 is 121, uh, and uh, and this isn't a dry heat. It's not Houston, but I just don't like it. And I can't imagine. I mean, I'd love to live on the ocean. I'd love to live, you know, but no, the idea that everything you have just gone. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I I just want to live someplace. Where nature just leaves me alone. Yeah. You know? And I, it's surprising how many people have to deal with this so regularly. Obviously, Florida getting hit today. Uh, you know, you have California, everyone's like, oh, everything's fine. But then you get the earthquakes. There's always the potential for the earthquake in California. Yeah, no, California, I think, is the worst of all of them. Really? Well, yeah. Everyone loves the, the weather in Southern California. You love the weather in, Sal- in California if you can live through the mudslides the yeah. fires you're going to get swallowed the, by the earth but yeah. when you're on top of the earth for that whatever that period of time oh, is it's period. very nice until you're sliding into mm. the abyss it's nice yeah it's nice weather wise right i mean so you you're, know i mean you're not gonna have any money and yeah. you're gonna be as consulted by homeless people who are defecating right. on the streets every five minutes but right. other than that it's really it's wonderful really great it's really great 
I think I I, re, I mean I don't know. I like Arizona, even though it's 121. <sighs> you know, I I like that because there's just nothing. You know, I don't like the big funnels that come out of the sky here occasionally. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's kind of can happen. It's yeah. Those problem. funnels come down and you're like, uh, I'm not really feeling comfortable about this. It's not like a rainstorm, you know, or a hurricane that you can prepare for. It's just all of a sudden. Hey, where's Ellie? I sucked up into a funnel in the clouds. It's no big deal. And if you're not hit by that, you're hit by like grapefruit size. I don't know how people survived here early on. Early on. Mm-hmm. First of all, you know, you, you didn't know that these things were coming. All of a sudden, grapefruit hail is coming down at you. Uh, what, am I going to hide under my cow? My cow's going to die, too. I mean, <laughs> I am glad I live in this century. I mean, seriously, this century, and not last century, this century, this one. Right. Yeah. And here, like the air conditioning thing, we really do overlook what an incredible innovation that is. Yeah. It is absolutely opened up half the country for people to live in. It has. It has. It's a miracle. It was, it was invented, you know, in San Antonio. Mm. Uh, Mr. Carrier yeah. invented it for, I think, a theater in uh, San oh. Antonio. And uh, there's no way I would live anywhere, a- anywhere south of the Mason-Dixon line ever if it wasn't for air conditioning. As, as you know, Joe Biden starts, you know, that wind power really kicks in. Yeah. Half the country is going to go, wait a minute, what? As, you know, you have rolling uh, brownouts. It's not California here. You need the air conditioning. The Glenn Beck Program.